Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. It's the fifth Sunday after Epiphany, and our reading today is a story of Jesus healing a royal official's son from John chapter 4. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Then Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my little boy dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As he was going down, his slaves met him and told him that his child was alive. So he asked them the hour when he began to recover, and they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. The father realized this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he himself believed, along with his whole household. Now this was the second sign that Jesus did, after coming from Judea to Galilee, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. This week I've been thinking a lot about all the things we believe. In our Bible study a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about angels, and many of us believe that angels show up in our lives, as they do in Scripture, to deliver messages, to protect us, to serve on behalf of God. Some believe in star signs and horoscopes, folk wisdom, or long-held superstitions. Most of us believe in something. So whether you are a lifelong Lutheran or a person who has spent time in different spiritual homes or one who gleans wisdom from a variety of traditions, you'll know the beliefs we carry can shape who we are and what we do. I don't know how many of you have seen the Apple TV Plus show Ted Lasso. Anybody? Ted Lasso fans? (laughs) There's one out there. It's a great show. It really caught on during the uh, shutdowns in the pandemic. And uh, its message of kindness and teamwork and positivity uh, really hit a chord. So Ted Lasso is, I'm not going to tell you the whole show, but Ted Lasso is an American football coach from Kansas who gets a job coaching professional football, that is soccer, in England. And works to bring together a divided team and a town of supporters And there's no shortage of wisdom that Ted shares with his players and friends, but the main message to the team is expressed in the one-word mantra posted over the coach's office door that says, Believe. This team has lost all hope. They're on the brink of being relegated, demoted down to the league below, and they're lost. And without believing that success is possible, they cannot climb out of the pit that they're in And I won't ruin the show for you. You have to watch it. If they want to succeed, though, they have to believe, right? What we believe has the power to shape the way we see the world and ourselves 
to know what is possible for us, our relationships and our actions. Our beliefs may change over time. They might get more complicated. It might get more simple. They might grow stronger. Sometimes we believe things that cannot be proven to be true. Sometimes we believe things that are completely false or unhelpful or damaging. To believe in something can be dangerous. Take a minute and think about something that you believe, some deeply held belief that you've carried with you for a long time. Just think about what that might be for you. As you're doing that, as you're thinking about those things that you believe, you're engaging a certain area of your brain. And that part of your brain is the same area that is engaged when we think about who we are, ourselves, our identities, and also our emotions. So that can explain maybe why it's so difficult to change someone's mind about a core belief, even if it's not what we would consider true. Some people believe in democracy. Some believe the earth is flat. Some believe in love at first sight. Some believe in aliens. Maybe you believe that if you do good, good things will happen to you. Maybe you believe in speaking out for justice or teaching the next generation or random acts of kindness. We've seen church affiliation declining in America since the 1960s, but as of 2018, 87% of Americans say they believe in God. I'm sure they believe very many different things about God, but it's interesting at least, right? Maybe it gives us a little hope. Some believe God has judged them. Some believe God is one name for a divine consciousness or that God is detached from a world created or an angry parent in the sky who seeks to punish us. What we believe about God shapes the way we practice our faith, serve our neighbors, and care for the world around us. I love it that each week when we gather here, we speak out loud what we believe. We most often use the words of the Apostles' Creed or sometimes the Nicene Creed on festival days. Once a year, we trot out that old Athanasian Creed, much longer statement of faith that we use on Trinity Sunday. The Apostles' Creed begins with, I believe. But it's not just about me. We're saying it together, right? And as we speak those words, I believe, we profess our faith. We speak it together. We speak those words even if sometimes we struggle with some of the, those core ideas of Christian faith. That's okay. We hear them spoken to us and we speak them for others who might be struggling to believe. And with the church throughout the world who has used this creed for centuries in some form. What we believe connects us. So today we hear the story of Jesus and he's back in Cana. Remember that place where he changed that water to wine at a wedding? It was a Jewish wedding. Keep that in mind. Some people there didn't know what had happened. Some saw and understood what he did and some believed. And then we heard a story about Jesus passing through Samaria and he met a woman at a well and she was not Jewish. She was a Samaritan and she and many others in the town came to believe. And today we hear a story of a man who comes to Jesus because he has a son that needs to be healed for a very specific reason. 
But what does he believe? This royal official travels a great distance, 18 miles or so to find Jesus down in Cana. And this may be the same story we hear about in Matthew and Mark and Luke's Gospels, this centurion who comes to have a servant healed. Maybe it's a form of that story recast. But in John's Gospel, it's the child of this official, likely a Gentile, not a Jewish person, not a Samaritan, but one who is in the service of King Herod. Jesus hears him, hears the request on the man's lips. And much like he did at the wedding, Jesus seems to get a little agitated, a little salty, a little snarky. Remember how he responded to his mother? What, it is, to you, what is it to you or to me when she asked him to do something? Jesus first answers this man saying, Whoa, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Is he sarcastic? Is that a statement or a question? We don't know. We'll let that question draw us in a little bit. I mean, we get it. It's much easier for us to believe what we see, much harder for us to believe in things that are beyond our experience, our vision or understanding. Like, oh, I don't know, a virus? We can't see it. Does it really exist? Some people wonder. Should we trust scientists? Some have struggled to know what to believe. Lord, we need healing too, don't we? So this official from Capernaum persists. Jesus heals the child with a word. Jesus says, go, your son will live. And it might have been surprising to the man that Jesus wouldn't even go up to the town, wouldn't have to enter the house to heal the boy. But John tells us the man believed the word that Jesus spoke and started on his way. Well, Jesus' word can do a lot. John's already identified Jesus as the word that became flesh. The word that became like us, with us, and moved into the neighborhood. The word is alive and speaking there, bringing life and healing. And even though the man couldn't see it yet, he trusted this word that Jesus spoke. This week we heard of the cancellation of the ELCA youth gathering in Minneapolis. Uh, it's a heartbreaker, especially for a lot of our youth who had planned to go. Uh, I love the youth gathering. I've served there on a couple of occasions. This church has sent youth there in the past. There were 10,000 students registered to attend, a smaller number than the expected 30,000 from past gatherings. And it's a loss to our church, it is. This event was one that helped to showcase stories of faith and music and relationships and service opportunities that become those memorable moments, not just for the high school age youth that attend, but for leaders and volunteers and the cities that host us. Yes, we want our children to see and to have those moments when they hear the word and believe too. Thankfully, there will be a gathering in two years, and this summer, our students and leaders will be going to Leadership Lab with Marissa and great leaders from across the country, across the church this summer in Illinois. And we'll host Vacation Bible School here in July. And we'll go to Confirmation Camp in Flagstaff. Why do we do that? Because hearing the word together builds our faith. Hearing it is healing for us too. Hearing it with others who we love and trust creates faith-filled memories that last a lifetime.
about this church. We're all here in this city because someone believed it was a good idea to build a resort town in the desert, number one. We're here in this church because somebody believed that we needed a church here on this corner. We're still here because we still believe in the word that is Jesus. We have heard that we are forgiven. We've heard that Jesus died on the cross. We've heard that he rose again from the dead. Some of us have even seen how believing in that word has strengthened our families, renewed relationships, mended our broken hearts, and inspired us to serve others in Jesus' name. We have believed what we have heard. It hasn't always been easy to believe. Maybe it's been harder when the world around us seems to go on hurting, still in need of healing, still close to death, and people get sick and die, and people are afraid and argue over everything. And the threat of war is in the news, and the same power of evil that enslaved nations and killed countless others still persists in dark corners and out in the open 2,000 years after Jesus walked the earth. We need healing now. We want to see healing, but even when we don't, we can believe. Because we believe in goodness, and we believe in forgiveness, and we believe in listening, and learning together, and helping. And we can believe because Jesus' word is good. This man could have walked away, could have been lost in fear, or upset, or angry. Maybe he expected something different from Jesus. Maybe his friends told him not to waste his time, not to take the trip. Maybe the disciples tried to push this outsider away. This is not for you. But instead, he believed. And as he made his way home, his servants ran out to tell him the good news. Your son has recovered. He's alive and well. The fever broke around one in the afternoon. And then the rest of the household believed too. We don't know the exact details of what they believed, but they knew there was a sick boy and he was healed. And Jesus spoke that word of healing that made it happen. Jesus hears the man's request. Jesus heals the boy with a word. Jesus helps. That's what Jesus does. And we don't read a whole lot of stories of Jesus condemning people. Okay, there was a fig tree once, but it came back too. Jesus brings healing with the word, brings life wherever he goes. As we believe together with the help of one another, here at church, in book clubs, in classrooms, in coffee shops, in relationships, on teams, and as we share the stories of our healing, we find our place in the family of faith that has extended through generations, and we believe are healed and go on our way. Amen.